Hello and welcome everyone to our 18th session of Hallo Casa. My name is Michael and today I will be talking to Arcesio Perdomo from Bogota, Colombia. Um, Arcesio has a vast experience in real estate, uh, international re um, commercial real estate experience and today we will be talking about especially co commercial real estate and in Colombia I think it's a strong and very exciting intersection. Arcesio, why don't you just introduce yourself to our audience quickly. Hi Michael. I'm very glad to be here talking to Halo Casa. Um, I have been in real estate for more than eight years now. Uh, I am from Bogota, from Colombia. Uh, I went to school in the United States to the University of Alabama uh, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I went to do my master's, which I focus in alternative investments, including real estate at Emory University in Atlanta. Uh, I enjoy traveling, I enjoy looking at arch nice architecture, I enjoy real estate, its uses, it how facilitates life to people, and as an investment. Uh, so that's, that's basically who I am and what I do. Great. Um, you say you are especially having a very strong focus on commercial real estate. Uh, tell us a little bit maybe about the particularities about commercial real estate. What is the difference between commercial real estate and normal real estate? Yes, well, uh, there are two main types of real estate in general, which are two main trends in real estate, which is uh, residential real estate and commercial real estate. Uh, residential real estate is like an, uh, an apartment, a house, a condo. When we talk about commercial real estate, it, it, may, it, it's, uh, it, 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 it takes into consideration industrial properties, office space, office buildings, hotels, uh, retail outlets, malls, and, and land, which could be land for these commercial purposes, or even land for multifamily space in general. Um, basically, the customers are a little bit different. Different In general, in commercial real estate, we have high net worth individuals, ultra high net worth individuals, we have corporations, uh, we have funds, uh, investment funds, and we have uh, well all this type of corporate uh, real estate, uh, which requires a different uh, mindset, a different orientation, and and also more knowledge, more legal knowledge and market knowledge than, for example, buying an apartment. You are you are mentioning um, a lot of right now a lot of different parties which are involved and also potential buyers. Um, I assume that in, in commercial real estate, you, we're also talking about like foreign direct investment, like a lot of also maybe foreign companies, corporations uh, buying, or is that mainly domestically driven uh, the, the investors? Well, in general, we, we find that when, when the country is open to investments, like Colombia is, a lot of foreign companies want to be here. The first, uh, the first thing they think about is how many people are we gonna allo allocate, and how and what space do we need? So a lot of companies come or for warehouses or for office space. It could be up to a small office, up to a building, a small warehouse, or a huge warehouse. It depends on the nature of the company. But in Colombia, you have customers from China, from the US, from Spain, from the European Union, from UK, 
and, and in general, for the, these places are where, where most of our clients are. Okay, that means, um, how, how does it work? Like, you know, I mean, we're talking about a humongous amount of money from my personal perspective, obviously. Um, a company says, okay, we have a lot of money to allocate, we want to invest, we want to diversify maybe also our portfolio, we want to bring some money into a different country, we want to put it into assets, we want to maybe um, create a project on a land, or we want to buy a super uh, super um, uh, supermarket or um, a uh, commercial building. Then they approach you, and then how does the process how, how does the process work, and how do you guide the the uh, potential investor through that entire process? Basically, there are two types of customers: the customers that are companies that are gonna operate in Colombia, and they are looking to lease. Uh, office space, for example. And there is the customer that is the investment fund or the high net worth individual, which looks to invest in, to expand his portfolio. So the first thing to do first, I have to find the client uh, and uh, that you do it through networking, you do it through online ads, you do it through uh, people that refer you, you do it through basically posting um, land in different websites just as your your website and you generate the lead. After you generate the lead, you, you talk to the customer, you want to know what they want, you want to know what they're looking for, you want to know what type of return they want, what is their budget, and then you start looking for the property. If you don't have it, you look for colleagues, you look for other land, you start looking yourself, you go out and look for it. Basically, there are many options. Once you find the property, and once you find the property, say you find five properties that may be considered by your customer, you, you, you send them, you make a nice presentation with all the economic drivers, with all the property um, technical feasibilities, and then the customer, you send it to the customer, the customer evaluates and tells you, hey, I wanna see this one, I wanna see this one, maybe have a few more questions, about the space, about the returns. And, and once you once you have that, you go to the visit, which is going to look for the property. And then it, there comes a lot of uh, questions, some technical, some not, some about the market, some legal. Uh, so you have to confront all these um, sites. So you start for the legal, for example, you do a due diligence about the titles, uh, like uh, exploring how is the title, if it doesn't have a, a lawsuit, if there is not a problem, is there is, there is not like a embargo, which is uh, that they owe money to somebody and, they, they, and, and you cannot sell the property. Uh, there are several studies for, for titles. Uh, you look to, to the person, you, you make a check that they're not in an illegal uh, stand-up with the government, even with the U.S. government. Then the technical part of the property, that's, that's what they're looking for. If they, they need to change something, maybe the property owner will be willing to do it. If not, they can assume it. Then you look at the market, which you probably already did because we had already the presentation with the location. They say they like the location, who is closed, who is not closed, what type of use does the land or the property has. It could be commercial, it could be for institutions, it could be for health. So you, you do checks and once that then when they say oh i want to try these two properties or i want this property you make like a letter of intent 
So we help them do that. We pass an offer to the property owner. Uh, he examines it. He looks if he likes it or not. He makes another offer, and then we start talking. Once we're close, we get them together and lawyers in our world. First, uh, we negotiate commercial parts of the contract. They negotiate legal the aspects, and once that is done, well, you can click, get a bottle of champagne, celebrate, and the deal is done. That's okay. Done. How long does that normally take? Like this sounds like a huge, huge process and a long, a lot of parties involved. Uh, but I assume that you say, okay, it can vary between three weeks and uh, six months, or what's in more? Well, what's in my experience, the fastest deal I have ever done, it takes like a month and a week, and the longest deal so far has been a little bit over a year. Mm. So it, it depends. Um, it depends basically on the customer. In most cases, how fast they want to deploy the money or how fast they need the space. Or sometimes you have to convince the property owner uh, with facts that he may not be at the right price. He may be overpriced, for example. Uh, and that's the only way to do it is through an appraisal or, or just showing him the market, like how it is going, the speed of deals, market research, basically. So. It could be from a month to a week because it takes time to do the contracts or a month and a half to a little bit more than a year. It depends on the deals, but the, the average deal could be around, if, if people are decided, it could be around four months, mm -hmm. three, four months. Um, you yourself, you're located in Bogota. Um, tell our audience a little bit about why, why should someone, uh, also someone not from Colombia, um, consider uh, investing in Bogota and maybe even in Colombia in general. Okay, basically in Colombia, well, there is a there is good rights for private property. There is a, a, the tax system just uh, changed for corporation and is favorable. Um, Colombia is growing, it's starting to grow faster year through year. Uh, we have a, a good government uh, related to investor transparency investor security and uh, also because there is a big economic activity involved in tourism, involved in oil, involved in different uh, other other type of, of sectors. Uh, also the cities are growing, people are moving from the municipalities to the cities in general in Colombia and uh, most of the GDP of Colombia relies in Bogota. Uh, Bogota is, uh, of, it's very hard to find land in right now. You have basically have to throw houses because everybody wants to build. There is uh, intense economic activity, and so and, and and just because it's the center of, of everything, of government, of uh, multinational corporations headquarters, and the Andean headquarters, sometimes even the. In the headquarters for Latin America, uh, we have known deal that, uh, for example, Amazon is going to open its headquarters in Bogota. I think I think it's for Latin America or South America. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have a good interest in companies coming here, and uh, and the location of Colombia geographically is very good, very close to the U.S. The U.S. is the major partner. Uh, in Colombia, commerce-wise, 
and also investing wise. So we have uh, good fundamentals um, and, and the, co the country is developing. Why Bogota, why not another city? Because Bogota allocates talent, allocates uh, high budget for, for, for investing. I mean, the, the local government has a huge budget. Uh, also, because most of the, the headquarters of companies for Colombia are here, the government is here, and the government is up very So the, the roads are to access both are pretty good. So, transportation is the first place for tourism, second is Cartagena. So there are many, many variables that will help make a decision about Bogota. And it's, it's particularly safer to, to invest in and to invest in a, a small or medium city. Uh, I mean, risk-wise, it's also a, a, good, um, a good investment. Yeah, perfect. And you also um, have the highly educated people and the highly educated society and also the great the great lifestyle in Colombia, which which uh, which is very unique, I think, uh, on earth of of the people and of the of the warmth of the people, which is which is very special. So it's it's a good place to live and to to enjoy to enjoy the time throughout the year. Um, concerning the um, your your part in in the real estate and also uh, ge geography wise. You are not only active in Bogota itself, but also in the surroundings. Tell us a little bit more about where you are active in geographically. Well, geographically, there are many small towns that are kind of like are becoming like suburbs of Bogota. We can talk about Mosquera, Funza, Enjo, Chia, uh, which are actually Chia, for example, is good for residential, commercial. Uh, land. Uh, Funza, for example, has a very strong corridor for industrial parks and uh, I am managing actually right now. I, I have a property for sale from uh, some customers, uh, which is the road towards And it's, uh, it's basically it's the logistic heart of uh, Bogota and warehousing. So these, these areas in particular are very influenced by Bogota, they are a little bit cheaper, the meter square. So it helps uh, people to make a decision, the, the trucks don't have to come in the city. So there are many, many, they have tax advantage. So it, it's very wise to invest outside the, the city too, depending on what you're looking for. Or also if you if you need to do manufacturing, warehousing, or, or, or you need to to do industrial industrial parts or uh, everything related to industry. Mm -hmm. uh, these courses are very interesting. Mosquera, Cayochenta, or Siberia, basically. Yeah. Um, coming back to your to your service and to your to your um, uh, expertise concerning the commercial real estate um, brokerage and also uh, the entire deal flow and the process. From your perspective, what do you think, uh, or what would you advise any kind of investor um, to do uh, before approaching a broker and making sure, okay, you are really with a reliable person 
what are some some uh, some hints you could give someone who is willing and might be willing to invest maybe also as a representative of, of a company okay basically the most important part of looking for is honesty mm -hmm. because to a certain point you manage uh, the communication between the property owner and the buyer and this process is very sensible you have to communicate well you have to communicate honestly uh, and also it's important that you know about the market and you have experience and to a certain degree understand people and be willing to make be a bridge to make things happen so that that i think those are the traits that are more important and, and understand the way put yourself in the shoes of the property owner and put yourself on the shoes of the buyer, for example. It's very important because everybody has different motivation and to get them to a point where they can agree on something uh, is not easy. It, it, basically, you have to negotiate, negotiate and it's very important to negotiate honestly because there are many rooms for, for failures and for, and for manipulation. So in a certain degree, that's very important. Reputation is very important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in our former interviews, uh, most of the brokers, they say, okay, you know, you in, you buy a property, then it goes by a fiduciary. Um, it might be the notary or um, a financial institution. The money is put there, it's frozen until it's being released once the, all the paperwork is being, is being approv uh, approved. Does it also work in the same way when we talk about, like, various millions of, of, of dollars um, or is that even are there double layers or double double proofs which make sure that there's seriously like nothing to be to be uh, to be afraid of it actually depends on the nature of the business for example if there is a if there is land usually people want to do it in a fiduciary because uh, for transparency and for and to prevent embargoes and to prevent if somebody of the family dies, uh, succession is called here. So there are many safeguards also for the, the people that put. For example, if you if you're going to buy some land, the 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 owner of the land wants to wants to know that his money that the money is going to come effectively and. The buyer wants to be uh, secure that he's buying the land and that nobody else is going to go into the deal or nothing is going to happen, like somebody may, may really die or it gets an embargo or, or something happens or everything has to be clean. A fiduciary helps because they analyze the, the, the buyer and they analyze the property owner and they analyze uh, different and, and once it is in the fiduciary, there is a letter of instructions and you can pack what, how, how the deal is going to be done. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's uh, extra transparency, let's say, like that. And, like and a little, for a big property, it's important because they charge around one minimum salary, which is like uh, a month, uh, which is like uh, $300 a month. Uh, but uh, so if it's a big property, it doesn't matter. If it's a small property, well, there is no purpose of doing it. Yeah. So, so that's uh, basically why it's done like that. Okay. So if you're basically land or a building, 
You can also do it because several investors can make a pool of money and they have not a part of the land, but they have like a stock on the land. So they can sell it anytime they want to. So it makes it easier, basically. Okay. And you're also dealing with projects which are under construction. And this is when you were saying, because uh, p um, allow me my ignorance concerning the lease, uh, the, 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 uh, the system or the concept of the lease, uh, I'm not really aware of that. Is that when you are talking about also a project or is that something already constructed? When, uh, when we're talking about a lease, it could be a project or it could be constructed. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a lease contrato de arrendamiento basically okay. so basically you, you can lease something without being built you can lease it before which is good for an investor because you lease it the investor builds it and then you already know you have your space you already know he has his money monthly mm -hmm. so it's, it's a good way you can do it that also to lease office space warehouse space uh, from a building to a small office The only things that change are basically you can you can negotiate first the canon, how much are you going to pay per month? You can negotiate the increments per year. You can neg negotiate uh, the time when you sign the contract and when you go inside the property. You can ne negotiate if, if if you want it finished or just if if, if you want it without uh, ceiling or floors. There are many things you can negotiate with them. You can even negotiate the density, how many people you are going to have inside per meter square. Okay. Every customer is different and they have different uh, ways of looking at it. You can, you can negotiate periods where you don't pay because you are going to do the fixings, the adequation. So there are many things that you, you negotiate. And, and you yourself, you focus on deals between the size of... of uh, What range? We're talking about, yeah, we, we start with deals that are basically in dollars. We can start for for leasing. We talk about four thousand dollars per month uh, to to any to any 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 value higher. You know, and I have managed deals that are thirty thousand dollars per per month. Uh, I have managed deals that are higher. I actually work uh, as a broker for a property looking for the UN, which was looking for the mission of verification of the UN. I look I look for properties for them and they were looking for a whole building. And finally, they decided to stay where they were, but we did all the, all the process. Um, they really had a good deal, that's why. So, that you're, the that in that deal. so you're really used to talk to high-end high people and to, to, to make like big deals. Exactly, that's the norm of the of the commercial real estate. Yeah, I I talk to the a, a ultra high net worth. I talk to the general manager. I talk to a manager, the buyer's manager of the company. I talk to the analyst. I talk to a lot of people, to property owners. And it's a different, uh, it's a different mix of people. No, it's, it's it's interesting. Um, you have one one listing on on Hello Casa which you, uh, you which you um, uh, which you would like to present. So why don't we just um, have a look on on that one? It says Lotte para Parque Industrial en Funza. Um, I talk. I translate that quickly to English. So you can uh, go ahead and um, and uh, guide us through the property, through this okay. uh, this um, property. 
is a property located in the most important industrial corridor uh, close to Bogota, which is Calle 80 or Autopista Medellín. This property is a collection or, or a collection of, of land lots that are together and add up to 285,000 meters square. The price per meter square is 210,000 per meter square, which gives us a, a total deal of all, almost $19 million. This, this, this land is in particularly useful for industrial, industrial space. You can do like, like warehousing, you can do a hotel, you can do a station, you can do everything that works for the logistic industry or manufacturing industry. Also has uh, a use that is uh, medium, low um, impact and some high impact, which gives to, in, depending on the industry, they, they have a required use. So we can have, for, ex for example, Coca-Cola could be there, uh, a company la, um, that makes glass, um, a warehouses, a logistic part. So there are many, many, many uses between the industrial arena. Uh, also, this, this corridor is the corridor that absorbs most warehouse space in Colombia. It also has a high vacancy because industrial space is only beginning to recover. It has a, the phase was going down, now it's going up. The appetite for industrial is starting to come back again. And there are even more investments on the area, huge investments by big, big funds. So it's a nice area to be. Uh, if you're looking for uh, those survive, basically. And um, you, you mentioned very interestingly um, the um, the proximity to the autopista between Bogota and Medellin. Um, maybe one quick comment for the people who don't know, uh, maybe the commerce comercio between Medellin and Bogota. Tell us a little bit about about that one. How 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 important yeah. how, how well, important is that is. It's not only, it's called Autopista Medellin, but it's not only about Medellin because this connects with the road that is called the Ruta del Sol, which goes towards the coast and also can go towards the Caribbean or the Pacific coast. So you can take, so it's so important that you, that the, the products that come in to Bogota or leave Bogota, we are able to go to the Pacific, to the Caribbean or to Medellin. So we have a, it's a really good location uh, in, in, in any way. Perfect, great. Thank you so much. Um, now, ramping up because your time is super limited, you're already jumping to the next, uh, to the next uh, meeting. Um, what, what we uh, got out of this interview with, uh, with uh, you, Arcesio, is that you are an expert in commercial real estate in Colombia, um, you know, how to deal with high net, uh, high net worth people and also to high end, high end people. You, are, you have gone through it. You have the experience of eight years. Um, it is definitely, um, there are a lot of reasons to invest in, in Colombia and also to go on commercial real estate, especially when, you, when we're talking about um, lotes and also lease apartments. I got to know the first, uh, first of, uh, today the concept of leasing uh, and lease apartments. So thank you very, very much for that. And um, you gave us very interesting insights on, on, on the importance of the, um, 
Autopista Medellin and the infrastructure. Um, now ramping up, uh, wrapping up uh, with the interview, tell us how people can reach out to you and how can they contact you when they're interested in commercial real estate? Well, they, they can do it through your website, through Halo Casa, or they can do it through my, my WhatsApp. My number is uh, 312-551-7582-57 on the beginning, which is for Colombia. And that's the way to reach me. I will also put all the information in, in, in the interview and in the description so people can directly uh, contact you. Perfect. Senor Perdomo, Arcesio, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I wish you a very good, um, good afternoon in Bogota. Uh, I now go to sleep. It's already almost midnight here. So thank you so much and uh, I hope we talk soon. Well, Michael, I am glad uh, about this interview and uh, I, will, I'm willing, I would love to talk about other topics another type of assets regarding real estate in future interviews. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you very much, Anastasio. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.